fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is a pre-Thanksgiving celebration here on the Voice of Reason. I can't believe it's Wednesday already. I am still coming to terms that tomorrow is actually Thanksgiving. I know it. I say it. But yet it doesn't quite register. The fact that we're almost towards the end of the year and we are in the middle of the trifecta holiday celebration wrapping up a 2021. That's how crazy this year has actually been. And it's been one hell of a year as well. Good and bad in many ways. Hey, welcome into the show. It's the Voice Reason broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your millennial general reporting for duty today. One more time before the trip to Fane uh, hangover begins tomorrow. I'm excited. Now, I've told you before that I went on a nice little like month, two-month-long uh, a, a, a vegan diet. And that was for a religious, spiritual purpose. I ended up doing that for a month, and I did a, a seven-day fasting, and then I did a two-day vision quest thing, uh, and getting closer to God. Uh, so I did that, and it was it was great. I'll tell you the story later. Not really the time and place or a show for that conversation, but I'll tell you about that later on. But I, I realized that I am a horrible, I am a horrible vegan because I am already back onto the meat, and I am so excited for Thanksgiving. I am so excited to like jump headfirst into the turkey. I'm going to be acting like the dad off a Christmas story when they take it out of the... No, you can't have it yet. It's for the dinner later on. No. Uh-uh. And I swear if a dog ever tries to jump up on the counter and eat that turkey, I will lose my mind. That's what it's all about today. Coming up on the show, we have a special guest for you at the bottom of the hour. I'm not going to disclose who it is yet. But it is a special guest. It is a treat. And hopefully, if she if she remembers and if we are able to make contact, uh, we have a special guest for you. Someone in my personal life that uh, I haven't talked to in a very, very long time. So we'll get a little more on the personal end today. But we're going to have some fun and keep it somewhat lighthearted on the program to a degree today. Going into the Thanksgiving dinner, because obviously most people are getting ready, cooking, making the pies, getting the turkey out. I, I'm curious on when I'm supposed to pull out the turkey out of the freezer and put it into the microwave today. Anyone that has that information, you can always send me a message on the social media at Hoosier Reason and leave a comment on the live stream or you can email me, HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. I am ready for the turkey to be pulled out of the freezer. I'm going to do it when I get home tonight. I'm going to put it in the microwave tomorrow morning. The question is how long... Do I need to microwave said turkey? I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. I really don't. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. It's a joke. Mrs. Voice of Reason makes a fantastic turkey, and she does this wonderful brine where she actually puts it in a bucket with uh, some uh, garlic cloves in there all over, or some cloves, and then she puts it in there, and then she soaks it for about a day or two in red wine. Yeah. So she's been doing that for the last day or so. It's soaking in the red wine, and then she's going to bake it tomorrow, and it's it, it comes out amazing every single time. I absolutely love it. So super excited about that, and yeah, see, my mouth's already watering, getting ready for turkey tomorrow. So welcome into the program, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. There are some fun issues that are fun, I guess-ish, things that are going on right now. The government doesn't seem to want to stop. And while Congress is home in their districts right now, they still try to ram through everything that they can when you're not paying attention. Because now we have Thanksgiving, we have Black Friday, 
We had the shopping over the weekend, the holidays. Everybody's going to be putting up Christmas trees and Christmas lights and decorations and everything. You're not in the mode of, oh, wow, what's the government doing to take away my rights today? I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the reconciliation, the Build Back Better plan. Now, this is not, and I repeat, this is not the federal government's budget. The federal government's budget still needs to be passed. We have to raise the debt ceiling before the end of the year. Still, all of that debate is still ongoing. This is nothing more than a special Build Back Better plan to expand social programs and to try and destroy the economy of near four to $500 billion in debt that Joe Biden said was not going to happen. If you remember, Joe Biden said that we were going to be completely not increasing debt at all. It's not going to increase debt or additional spending at all. We're going to find ways to cover this. Don't you worry. Oh, sorry, that's a lie. Your teleprompter was wrong. The magic marker on your arm was wrong. No, it is going to raise the debt in the nation by near four to $500 billion on a $2 trillion spending package. 1.7, it's like 2 point, I don't know, $2 trillion by the end of it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. So, we have to deal with that. Now, do you know within this bill as well, this Build Back Better plan, that's not the federal budget that we still have to raise the debt ceiling for, did you know not only are they expanding social programs for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all those issues, not only are they going to expand those is also creating new projects and new spending packages and new social programs for us that we don't even know about yet. Congressman Greg Murphy from the state of Texas, I believe. You know, I think it does give some Democrats uh, who uh, historically have kind of gone along with the Schumer show uh, some reason for pause because of the, just the, the enormity of the changes that this particular bill will cause in the nation's foundation. You know, there are over 150 new federal programs, new. These are, they have, they want to create a cradle to grave federal subsidy program, federal dependence program. You know, I'm already, I'm still a practicing physician and I see such generational Medicaid, um, third and now fourth generational Medicaid. Right. You know, the government is not here to give you cradle-to-grave services. We're here to support and to help people get a better life, but not to sit there and support them completely. And I think that will, especially given the events of what happened in Virginia, um, a lot of moderate Democrats, a good reason to pause and rethink what these massive uh, leftist, truly socialist uh, uh, policies are causing to this country and may cause to their particular future. It is going to cause some devastation to their particular future on the left-wing progressive side. You cannot, what did he say, 150, 170 new social program spending projects. These are brand new things. We don't even know what they do. And this is the plan that was passed through the Congress, passed through the House of Representatives, is sitting in the Senate right now. And we really, 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 really hope that Joe Manchin and a couple of Democrats uh, step away and say, wait a second, I can't support this. Obviously, Virginia was a big wake up call for Democrats where they realized they're not doing well in the polls. Their policies are disastrous. People don't like them. They have stepped across that line. They always push that boundary. And they always push the line a little bit further. It's kind of like the you know the old cartoons where it's like, ha ha, I dare you to cross this line in the sand. And then they step across it and ha ha, no, I dare you to cross this line in the sand. And they continuously do it. They've pushed the boundary too far now. Now, that doesn't mean that people won't accept it, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years down the road because progressives get us accustomed to these things. They make us numb to the shock and awe of what they try to do. And then they do it anyways. And we're like, all right, I guess we're prepared for it now. So we always move down that direction, but right now we're not ready for it.
and God forbid we'll ever be ready for it. I don't want us to ever be ready for it, but the progressives have a way of infiltrating us in that way, in some way, shape, or form to do it. But with new spending projects, now this is supposed to be part of the federal budget. What is being cut out for them to expand this to a $2 trillion spending package for hundreds of new social program projects that they want to invest in? Quote-unquote invest in isn't taking your taxpayer money to do these things. What is it? What is it? And how do we pay for it? $400 billion in additional spending that's going to be in debt to the U.S. Now, this at the same time is expanding OSHA because OSHA obviously needs to increase in size to regulate that nice little uh, vaccine mandate for the 100 employees or more in any private business that has the right amount of employees making sure that you get your nice little government vaccine. Yeah, I can see the I can see the hands now. It's going to be like the nice guy with the nice little shiny teeth and hey, make sure to get your COVID vaccine so you don't lose your job. Sparkle sparkle in the teeth. You know those campaign ads are coming. Then you have the IRS being expanded by doubling or tripling in size because we need to make sure that you who just goes about your day Pays your mortgage, pays your car insurance, pays your credit card, pays for the gas, pays for the groceries, tries to pay for the kid, you know, to actually rake the leaves out of your yard in the fall time. All that stuff. Government says, wait a second, you're not spending tax money or you're not actually paying taxes on everything that you're doing. We need to make sure here. And while they say they're after the evil rich person, they're not going after the evil rich person. They're going after you, which is why they tried to monitor every transaction, digital or cash, of more than $600 in your bank account. You pay your mortgage payment for $1,000, they get recorded to the federal government, to the IRS. They want to start doing audits of everybody because that's the level that they're at here. So, again, where is all this money coming from? It's coming from you, and they're going to raise your taxes. Then we see this that just doesn't make any sense. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it on how this makes logical sense in any way, shape, or form. From CNBC, weakless jobless claims posted stunning decline to 199,000 jobless claims, the lowest level since 1969. Again, I ask, how does this make sense? How do you pay? How does this make sense at all? We have a labor shortage right now. There are restaurants going out of business all over the nation because you can't hire individuals. According to the government, we have a, a semi driver shortage right now where we're not getting stuff transported from the docks when we undock stuff coming into the country and shipping them to the appropriate places. Living in the middle of the country here in agriculture land with a bunch of farmers around me, uh, learning about some of the ag stuff, there's a massive shortage of people that are qualified to drive cattle, you know, your steers, to the slaughterhouses. They're not making it there because there's not enough drivers to do it because not enough people are qualified. So please, please tell me how there's a nice little jobless claim of 199000 for the last month, and it's the lowest since 1969 where they say the economy's ticking up, everything's doing great, but yet we have this massive labor shortage. Can anyone answer that to me, please? I will give you something if you can answer that one to me. That's a rhetorical question. You know what it is, is that people are just not applying for unemployment anymore. Just like how we saw Joe Biden come out and say that he was going to release 50 million barrels of oil to try and lower gas prices. <laughs> I mean, we use 20 million a day, so thanks for the day and a half worth of oil there, buddy. Uh, depleting our reserves not producing anymore, but trying to lower it down for a day. And they'd be like, oh, no, we ran out of reserves. What are we going to do? Yeah, that's the level of the government's you know, uh, efficiency right now. So while that's a perfect example of what's happening here, some people need to be reminded 
the unemployment claims now are no longer going through the federal government for COVID-19 relief. They're going through your state unemployment department, your Department of Labor at your statewide level, whatever state you're in. And there are stipulations upon those. And some states, they expire after a certain amount of time. Now, I'm just throwing a number out there, but for the last year and a half during the COVID pandemic, I'm sure that if you're still on it by then, I'm sure the government at your state level is going to cut you off and say you no longer qualify for the unemployment. You need to go do something. Or it's going to be, well, you need to have work requirements where you at least apply to a certain amount of jobs or you work a certain amount before you can qualify again. So there's stipulations based on different states. But when the jobless claim comes in at 199000 the lowest since 1969, Joe Biden has saved the economy. You know it's a bunch of malarkey, as he likes to say. Because what that jobless claim means is that there's still a massive labor shortage Democrats have still pushed a massive wage shortage in the nation. And what's happening is people either no longer qualify for the unemployment claims or they've just stopped trying. They've stopped trying to get the job. They've stopped trying to get the the unemployment and they're just not reporting. They are a blip in the ozone now where we no longer pay attention to you. You're not part of the jobs and you're not part of the job list. You're just out there in limbo. You are in purgatory right now financially and the government doesn't want to track you. That's where we're at. So don't try and praise yourself that the jobless claims are coming back and the economy is doing well and everything. You grew by 2%, well under expectations. GDP growth for the last month was at 2.1%, well below expectations. Your economy's not coming back. You've destroyed it, and people have just given up. That's not a sign of success, Joe Biden. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I am curious, more in a rhetorical sense, I am curious, though, what the response is going to be in the midterm elections next year with all of this progressive economic decisions, raising taxes, raising spending, adding $400 billion to the national debt, not seeing inflation go away. <laughs> Joe Biden, I'm going to release $50 billion barrels of oil into the market. It's going to be great. We use 20 18 to 20 billion in a day. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you, Joe Biden. You saved us from gas prices for a day and a half. We appreciate you very, very much. <laughs> what are you going to do long term? Well, we can't do anything. We just got to ask OPEC for more oil. Okay. All right. Gee, thanks. I'm wondering what these policies are going to do in the midterms. Obviously, we got a nice little taste of it in the last election a couple weeks ago in Virginia when the Republican dominated in a stronghold state for Democrats that have done very, very well for a very long time. And we realized wait a second. We have the power and we can take that back as an individual. Yeah. Then we see high inflation rates. We see gas prices going up. They try to say they're doing well with these jobless claims, 199,000, the lowest level since 1969. Not very many people applying for unemployment. Okay. Yeah. How many people are actually working? We have restaurants shutting down. We have truck companies shutting down. We have nightclubs shutting down. We have retail shutting down. We have grocery store workers. We have uh, just regular retail stores that can't get workers that are desperate to try and get people into their shops. And yet, somehow we have this weird jobless claim. They can lie as much as they want to try and pull the wool over our eyes, but at some point, the people that are actually living in the industries, the people that are actually living their life on a daily basis, they see this. And it doesn't jive. See, the Democrats were used to be, used to be, progressives used to be very, very smart and tactical in how they used to do this stuff. They used to do it where it was 80% truth with a little bit of manipulation in there. I mean, it's politics. It happens on both sides. But for, for this example right now, they used to throw it in. Oh, they would say a statement that used to be mostly true, but with a little bit of falsehood in there to get people to believe it. And then you just slowly, unsubconsciously steer them down these roads. It's not what happens now. They're getting too bold. It really goes back to Bernie Sanders' campaign speech when he was running for president in the last election, where he said that he is ready to fulfill and finish the FDR agenda from back in the day with the Great New Deal. That's what they want. No more trying to slowly go down that road of progressivism. No more slowly going down the road of trying to infiltrate and put little droplets of socialism in society. It's no longer trying to do that on the long-term goal, they're getting anxious, they're getting ambitious, and they're getting more bold to where they just say it. And they say lies to where you know, consciously, you're like, this doesn't make sense. Really? And you start to double-take yourself and think about it, but yet they throw out the lie, they find a way to defend the lie, and then they still try to implement it. And with all the disasters that Joe Biden has done over the last, what, eight, ten months, ten and a half months, eleven months, whatever, with the disasters that he has done, they know their popular their popularity is down. So they could do one of two things, and you know what they're going to do. Either one, they start to backtrack and try and play nice going into the midterm elections, or they ramp through their agenda, they temporarily lose their majorities, and then we still have their policies in place, and then they continue to win it later on once we get normal and comfortable with the new norm. And that's what they do every single time. Unlike Republicans who sometimes, you know, have a hard time finding their spinal cords and standing up straight and fighting for what uh, needs to be fought for. Progressives don't have that problem. Even if they lose their majorities, they don't care because their policies have been implemented. And once they're implemented, especially at the federal level, they don't go away. They ram it through, they jam it down your throat, and they say you like it 
You're going to like it. And then when people don't like the policies, they vote the candidates out so the Republicans have the majority. Republicans get weak need and don't repeal any of it because it's government funding and government spending. And the media is going to say that I don't like like poor people if I try and slow down the growth of this social program. They get weak need. They don't do it. And then guess what? We get angry with the Republicans. The Democrats get the majority again. And everything they passed from five years ago is still in place. And they get the new foundation for a starting point before they launch themselves into their next project. It's happened for, I don't know, like 80 years now. Nothing's different. So no, they're not going to slow down. Joe Biden is still going to ram this stuff through. The Democrats are going to try and get as much in as they can before they lose their majorities. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out for a pre-Thanksgiving celebration. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. I'm done with the politics, man. Got me all worked up. Thank you. Got me all worked up for the first half of the show. Now i got to calm myself down now. Got to do a little zen. Got to do a little sell. All right. Here we go. Got to take a deep breath. Do a little zen here and calm down. It drives me nuts. So Thanksgiving, first off. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. I don't want to waste any time here. Let's get into our what's trending for the day. What's trending today? So, as you know, I did not tell you who the guest was coming on the program today because it is a special treat. I've been teasing it all week and I'm really excited. Now, I do this every once in a while. But, you know, get a little personal on the show, just you and I chit in the chat, you know, just a little one-on-one conversation with you and everybody listening. So, uh, welcome aboard. I am super excited about our next guest because this guest was a huge influence early on in the career, as in like high school early into the career. I was planning, I don't even know if she knows this, I was planning originally to go to college for astronomy and physics and astrophysics, and I wanted to do that then. Two things happened. I got into debates and I took a government class and I said, hell with that. I want to argue with people because that makes me so much happier. So uh, she was uh, really one of those that kind of led that charge. And Mrs. Voice of Reason and I met doing the same thing as well as she was uh, retired now. But uh, I think still helps out a little bit. Was the director of the theater for our high school at Plant Canyon High School in Uh, Bailey, Colorado. She was also the speech and debate coach that got me in. And my first year, I only did it one year, my senior year, 
in debate, ended up 10th place in state, and I was super happy and excited about it, and it's because of our next guest. She is also author of her first book and her new book now, The Upside Down Dog. Excited to have on here. Got to call her by it, Mrs. Ruth Barth. Mrs. Barth, how are you? Well, I'm doing great, Andy, and this is a real pleasure. Uh, it is great to have you on here. I'm super excited to talk to you because, first off, it's been years since you and I have talked, but I, I, I saw on your social media that you had this new book out, so I had to get you on to plug it and find an excuse to, to plug that on, on the show here. But, I mean, the, all of this, the whole radio program, the arguing, the politics, the doing this stuff, it started my my junior, senior year of high school when you said, hey, I know you do like the you know the baseball and the football stuff, but you should try speech out and you should try debate. And I loved it. It was amazing. And that really changed my entire life around. You were a natural, Andy. You just fit right in and you went for it. And I loved watching you from beginning to end. I want to talk to you about some of the styles of debate because nowadays I think people have forgotten how to yeah. debate. We, we yeah. have social media now to where if you get on social media, obviously you have a certain character, a certain amount of characters. And if you disagree with someone, we just go to the old bumper sticker argument. And then if you disagree with that, then you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a close-minded bigot or whatever else. People don't know how to properly dialogue anymore, do they? That's right. Not. And do you remember when you first started to debate, the first thing I taught you was ethics? Yeah, exactly. The ethics. And that's what we're missing today, our ethics. That is exactly what it is. You put me in a style of debate, which they do not have here in Kansas. Uh, I, I have been able to try and help out the communities here in high schools with like uh, just uh, coaching and actually seeing some of the debates go on and actually help out with some of those debate teams. But they don't have the one-on-one value debate in, in certain areas. That's what you put me into was that one-on-one value debate where it's, I ask them about it here and they're like, I think that's like a college thing. They don't do that in high school. Of going yes, in, not having any type of sh- uh, of prep. I call it show prep now, but preparation. Here's your topic. Here's a half hour. Come up with three valuable or moral topics, uh, arguments on one side or the other. You team up, flip a coin, and go at it and do a debate. That It's an unheard of concept nowadays. I know. It's sad. And the fact that you need to see two sides of an issue, nobody looks at both sides of an issue. It's my side or nothing, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. There are very few talk shows that actually try to get Democrats on to have a dialogue. And the sad part is they won't do it. I'm a friendly, you know me, I'm a lovey, friendly guy. I, yeah, I, you are. I give them the open platform and the open mic, and they can say anything they want to on the program, but they, they I don't know whether they're just not accustomed to it or what, but they they don't do it. They don't like to come on and actually have dialogues. It's, it's really sad. It's too bad. It's really too bad. It is. Talk about presidential debates, for example. If you watch some of those on TV... <laughs> Uh, is that a proper style of debating? <laughs> Not in the least. <laughs> the big deal is you're supposed to debate issues, not personalities. And those big debates get into a personality mess. They don't stay with issues. And if we get off, I mean, when you're judging, you see it. If people get off and judge and debate the personality, they're wrong. They stay with the issues. And we don't see that. The issues are important. We have to recognize and respect every personality. Yeah, well, and they don't give enough time. I mean, they say, all right, right. here's a minute and a half to talk, and then you get like a 30-second oh, yeah. rebuttal, which they always mm-hmm. argue and talk over that. But when you have seven people on the debate stage, you're not going to get some quality you know, topics Ever. or conversation out. No. And it makes me laugh. My son is a debate coach in Oregon, and he has his students watch those because they can laugh at them all the way through. That is not debate. Yeah. 
Are kids, do you think now, and I know obviously you've had generations of kids going through your, through your speech team and your debate team going through this. I mean, the ones that do get it, do they make it far? Do we see kids like that go to become yes. lawyers oh or judges gosh. or that sort of thing? Yes. And I don't, well, I probably shouldn't say names, but there was a girl that ended up winning the state debate and stayed impromptu speaking. And she went on and debated at the college level, and she's now graduated from law school, and she is an attorney in the East. I have seen this happen repeatedly because when they get it and can speak and articulate their feelings and stay away from personal vendettas, they really succeed, and this happens. And probably stay away from politics as well, don't they? (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Except for this guy. I mean, why not? We just like to poke the bear on this program. But that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay. Uh, but it is good to see that there are some people doing that. And when they do see these debates on TV, whether it's a you know a congressional debate or a presidential debate, that we don't take it. What bothers me is the ones that never went through that, never experienced it. And this is a message to all the young kids out there looking to see what to do in high school for their extracurriculars. Get involved with this because if you don't, when you watch those debates on TV – you don't know the difference. You think that's the way people are supposed to argue and debate. And that's, I think and that's how sad. Yes. How sad that is, because if that's your level of intellect on a debate of, well, you just argue with people, then uh, I mean, that's a really troubling thing. So we need more people involved. Again, I didn't even know speech was a thing until my senior year. So I'm glad you came and approached me. Well, you were a natural, Andy. Yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, I guess I didn't go down the road of science and astronomy as much as that. It still fascinates me learning about black holes and physics. And but that's it, very good for you. I I am married to a man who is a college chemistry professor. We have two sides. Friday is our fifty second wedding anniversary. Oh, we know. need the two sides in a marriage. We need two sides in a world, mm-hmm. and you need to see all sides of that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And happy anniversary to you. On your, Thank you. In your mind, what is the most divisive issue that you've heard right now from students, from, you know, the community? Is it the COVID stuff? Is it the politics of, you know, Joe Biden versus Donald Trump? What is the most divisive thing that you've heard right now? Well, COVID is a big deal right now, and there are so many different theories. And a year ago right now, I had COVID and wasn't able to even celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm. So because of having it personally, I feel it very personally. That's divisive. But it's also the two sides of the issue. And I, I told you when we, you first approached me, I get disgusted with both sides because they can't see that there's a middle road yeah. and that we understand that there are people involved. Yeah, when it comes down to human lives, there is a, sometimes there's a, there's a way to take the humanality and the personality out of it, which sometimes is good, but sometimes is not. When we're dealing with some of this stuff, it's concerning where it's a hard line one way or the other. And when people's lives are at stake, that's, that's a concerning thing to me. Right. It's very concerning to me, too. Yeah. Uh, although I am curious on how many, you know, family Thanksgiving dinners are going to see a vaccine passport to be able to get into Thanksgiving oh, dinner. Because uh, you know something <laughs> coming. That's so sad. <laughs> Let's not even talk about vaccine passport. Move it on, Andy. Move it right on. We're talking to Ruth Barth. Mrs. Barth, she is the author of the book, The Upside Down Dog. She's also my former high school debate and speech coach. I don't know how much you're able to listen to the radio programs. Uh, you know, I'm I sure- do it. Occasionally. Occasionally. I do, occasionally. Do you have any debate critiques that you have for the show? Because I got to go back to the professional here to, in order to t- take the show to the next level. Try to see. No, I actually don't, Andy. You do a very good job with it. You do move people to your side. 
but that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, we want to show both sides of it, but then try and make my case on why I'm right. That's right. And, I mean, and try and win. If not to at least see it, because I try to say this on the program all the time. I want to try and understand how the other side got from point A to point B. And sometimes I just can't make that connection. Sometimes there is no connection. But if I can at right. least see the thought process, I can be like, well, I don't agree. But now I at least respect the arguments instead of just saying this is it. Yeah, yeah. I did. I will tell you, and it's going to make you laugh. That I had a friend who follows you very closely, and she said, be careful of Andy. He's going to try to sway you to his side. <laughs> I said, I don't have a side. I am in the middle. I, that's where I go. I try to see both sides. And she says, well, be careful of Andy. He could sway you. I said, he won't. He knows uh, me too well. I, I know you too well. I'm not going to be able to sway you. Although, <laughs> because you, you're like, all right, Andy. Yeah, good job. Good job on that. we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? I'm fine. We're awesome. Good. I love it. We're talking with Ruth Barth, author of the book, The Upside Down Dog, My High School Debate and Speech Coach. Also, our theater director. When we come back, I want to talk about the theater because I miss it. And I want to talk about some fun stories on that one as well, getting into the Thanksgiving celebration. I'm telling you, it's uh, we got to keep things somewhat lighthearted. We did the politics for the first half of the show. Let's get you ready. Get that trip to fame hangover going, baby. Let's eat some turkey and get some fun into the Thanksgiving celebration. It's The Voice Reason. It's a pre-Thanksgiving show here on The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Last few minutes here on the program, getting you set for the Thanksgiving celebration. I just saw a headline that holiday weight gain could be an average of eight pounds a person. Yeah. Let that soak up just a little bit as you go into the celebration for this. We're talking with Ruth Barth, one of my favorite heroes. She is the author of the book Upside Down Dog. Also, she is my former debate and speech coach in high school theater directors. Well, I want to get to that in a second, but I want to give you, I, I, we didn't even get a chance to talk about your book yet because this is, is it out yet or is it in printing right now? Because it's coming out soon, right? Well, it came out last Monday, but it sold out the very first day. Wow. And so now because of the whole mess with chain of whatever, yeah. uh, it's going to be a couple more weeks before it's officially out. They're waiting for the hardback version, and so they said two more weeks it should be officially out. Oh, I love it. Now, talk. I know this is a personal story for you, but what is the what is the book about the upside-down dog? Well, it's a true story, indirectly. Uh, whenever our dog has fallen asleep, he rolls over on his back and gives the little wiggle, and we always have said, what are they dreaming about? So it's a story of what our dog, whose name is Amigo, I think that he dreams about, when he is upside down, and it's his adventures of chasing all kinds of animals and making friends and all of that. And it was illustrated by one of my former students. And so it's been a really fun project, and it's been great. And it's a children's book for ages 8 to 12. I love it. That's exactly what we need. This is the kind of fun stuff, especially, I mean, this is a great stocking stuffer here for anybody to go out and and get this because I know most of my listeners love their pets, love their dogs. And we've always wondered the same thing. We have a pit bull and uh, we, every time she falls asleep, you hear her whine, you see her legs start going crazy. It's like, she, you know, she's chasing something. I just want to know what that actually is. Well, so that's what the whole story is of what I was sure that Amigo was chasing when he was sound asleep. And it's the story is meager. The illustrations are tremendous. I don't know if you remember Sarah and Eliza Berg, but Sarah Berg is the one who illustrated the whole thing for me. That is amazing. That is amazing. Now, where are people going to be able to find this? Do you have it online? Is it going to be on like it's- Amazon? It's both Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Amazon and Barnes and Noble, you'll be able to find this. It's the upside down dog. I love this. This is the perfect way to kind of get kids excited. And like you said, I mean, it is uh, for a lot of people that type of story is great therapy for if they've lost a pet recently as well to try right. and read those stories. So thank you for writing that because I think a lot of people really enjoy that. Well, it was my pandemic thing. Mm, that's what you did while you were stuck at home during the pandemic. You got it. Ah, I wrote a book. <laughs> see, see, I love it. No, that is great. It's the Upside Down Dog. Make sure to check it out. Barnes & Noble's and Amazon. It's coming out here again soon. Got to print some more because so many people wanted uh, this book, and it's a great way to kind of go into the holiday season. Mrs. Barth, we got just about a minute, minute and a half left here of the program. But first off, I got to ask you, how long did you do theater and debate and speech, and how long were you actually a teacher? I was a teacher for 30 years. I was 10 years in the elementary school and 20 years in the high school where I taught English, speech, and drama. Wow. Wow. I can only, I'm sure that you can remember just about all of your students, too. Yeah, I can. Good and bad. (laughs) Good and bad. I I don't know what side of the category I fall on that one. but Uh, Andy, uh, (laughs) you were the good side. And your listeners need to know how beautifully you sing. I don't know if you do it anymore, but you have a beautiful voice. Well, thank you. I have not sang, actually, since I went to college, I really didn't. I, I use my 
vocal cords for, I guess, division now rather than singing in uni- unity with politics. But I used to love singing, and we got to throw it out there. I mean, Fiddler on the Roof, my senior year, was probably one of the highlights. I, I said off the air that, I mean, I've had dreams of still doing that musical because that was such a momentous occasion for me. So thank you and for you that. And you were the lead. You've I was the lead on that one. Push that. He yeah. was the lead. Yeah, yes. I remember. I had I counted. I had 154 lines in the first half of the in the first act of that <laughs> thing, and I remembered all of it, baby. I killed that one. So that I was, wish people could have seen your shimmy, though. <laughs> when you were singing, "If I Were a Rich Man" and had to shimmy, uh, it was great. Yes, I I had to practice that one for a while. I know. <laughs> uh, but we made that one happen. You were uh, Miss Barth. We're out of time, my friend. But you were an inspiration. Thank you. For what you did, you got me out of my shell to debate, to get on stage and perform and sing and dance and do all that stuff. And then, I mean, that has been such a huge incremental part to lead to a national radio broadcast. So thank you for that. I love you to death. It's so good to talk to you. It's been years since we've been able to actually chat. I love you and give my love to your sweet family. Oh, I will definitely do. So that's Ruth Barth. Make sure and go check out the book, This Upside Down Dog, or The Upside Down Dog. You can find it at Barnes & Nobles. Find it on Amazon as well. It's coming out. Perfect Christmas gift for the children. Find that uh, that awesome book uh, with pictures and everything for the kids and have some fun with the animals. That's Mr. Ruth Barth. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We're back at it live on Friday. Taking a day off. We're back at it live on Friday to get you set for the weekend as well. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.